Hello there, GM Lurch Lurchington here. Welcome to the first episode of Star Wars Showdown on Icefall Station. With us today are our players and their characters. Bendu as Narset Jin. Hello there. Dan as Warm of Ithor. Hey. David as Zavik Silverstar. Here's. And our host Kyle as Zeef. Hello there. Players, if you're ready to roll Destiny, let's see if the Force is with us tonight. One dark side to start. Two oh, lights in the dark. Okay, so we've got four lights and two darks. Pretty good stuff. Force is with you. All right, so we're going to start our story like many a Star Wars starts in a spaceship. That spaceship, in this case, is the Lady Luck, who's plying her way down the hyperlanes towards Hut's space. While Lando Calrissian is, as usual, at the helm, he's got some Jedi passengers that he picked up on Yavin. With him on this journey, is Master Zavik Silverstar. Master Silverstar has been accompanying Calrissian in the cockpit for most of the journey. Their other passenger, Knight Narset Jin, has been secluded back in the ship. For weeks now, Narset has been plagued by strange dreams, force premonitions that she's untangled over time. Once the dreams became clear enough to her that she felt comfortable in bringing them to the masters, she did. And because of the specifics of those dreams, which we'll go over in a bit, once Miss Jin wakes, say, like, as soon as you wake, remember, so. as soon as you wake up, they're going to ask you about those dreams, and you're going to roll, and I might give you more detail than you had before, depending on that roll. But you'll still get a rundown of all of them. But the contents of those dreams has caused you and Miss Jin to get transport from Lando out to Planet Iceball which we will be arriving at shortly. Uh, the reversion from hyperspace is imminent, and as these things happen to happen in Star Wars, uh, just before this reversion from hyperspace, Narset is running through her dreams one more time back in one of the passenger cabins of the Lady Luck. It is seven images in one, in one force dream. dream. Yes, over time, more of the dream revealed itself to you in this sequence. The first image that you were able to discern was an icy, frozen, blue and white planet in the void. Could have been one of any. The second image from this planet, a volcanic island in the middle of a frozen sea surrounded by other icy islands. The vision progressed and moved in. The third image was of a factory at the rim of this volcano. Massive towers set up around the rim of the volcano. Whether they're a field generator or some sort of collectors, you couldn't tell. But a big factory complex clinging to the side of the volcano with these devices set up around the rim of the volcano on this island. And then, as the vision progressed, a city at the edge of the bay of this island and streams of workers moving up and down the side of the volcano to the factory. Finally, coming out of the city, not following the workers, heading out as your vision pushes in on the island, you see a speeder racing out of the city. And in that speeder, an Ithorian and a Gungan, desperately fleeing this city. Finally, the vision pulls back to encompass the entire island and its volcano and the city and the workers and the factory and the Ithorian and the Gungan fleeing out of the city and pushes in again on the volcano. 
and the final image of this vision was one of the Jedi Masters of Praxia, Zavik Silverstar, standing on a metallic platform inside this volcano, next to you, both of you with your lightsabers lit. Once all of these images had resolved themselves to you, you resolved yourself to inform Master Silverstar, who was present on Yavin at the time, and you two did some research. After describing the planet you saw to other masters, doing some research on the holonet, finally it was Lando Calrissian who was dropping off some supply, who recognized some details from your dream and said, oh, I've been to that planet before. It's a real ice ball. But if that's where you want to go, I can take you. You set off from Yavin two days ago, and you've been trying to get more from these dreams on the journey. Now awakening from this latest dream, you can feel Master Silverstar and Calrissian at the front of the ship. Behind you, you hear the quiet thrum of the Lady Lux engines. You can sense in your mind hyperspace around you, and you know that your destination is close. So Narset wakes up, and then as I run run toward the cockpit, uh, kind of double-checking with Master Zavix where exactly our destination is. Absolutely. So I leave, um, so I leave the room that I'm in, Thinking about, and head towards um, the front of the ship. Yeah, thinking about, like, what was the time frame of this vision? Like, are we supposed to do this one thing at a time? So now I'm running to the cockpit to see, like, hey, I just saw a bunch of ice stuff originally, and I just saw a bunch of ice stuff now, but now I just saw a volcano. Where exactly are okay, we Okay, so again? if you want to get more juice out of the dream, you can make a lore check to try to get more wisdom from the force do it all right okay yeah okay yeah okay yeah two yellows and the green diamond Let's all right making a lore check uh you do not you failed with two threat um, uh, -oh. uh yes you know what that means you know what that means is that it's very force the force is very specifically saying that as soon as you get you need to get to this location we're not going to tell you shit until you get to this location and figure out why you're needing to be at this it location. It seems like those two That's gentlemen in the dream... Answer. It's a fucking tarot card answer. Yeah. The, uh, the two so alien gentlemen in your dream seemed like they were in a hurry. But that was the only part of the dream that seemed rushed. Um, and I'm just going to use those two threat later on to add a black die. So, Master Silverstar... You and Calrissian, he's giving you guys a lift to this ice ball. And he, as you burst in, is telling Zavix what he knows about this ice ball. He has been telling you, I'm not going to try to Lando Calrissian. Um, well, you he, know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Um, he uh, has been relating to you that he did stop by here once. And this was decades ago, before the war ended. Um, at the time, uh, because there's a nice little casino and bar on the planet. Uh, most of it is a frozen hutscape, but outside of the main city, uh, there's a nice little fishing town, and there is a beautiful casino there. It's like somebody took a little piece of Canto Bite and put it on the side of a glacier. Beautiful views of the bay, lovely people, the wonderful droids. Sell up, be like, bro, we don't fucking care about them. Casino. Why am That's I doing this for Lando again? You're, he's giving you guys the ride because gotcha. he knew about the place. 
Gotcha. No one you told about this ice ball knew it. And he was like, Volcano Factory. Uh, yeah, and he sort of pried in and some more details you would have gotten out of the vision if you'd rolled better correspond with some of the things he knows about the planet. So, you know, you didn't do well on the roll and hear about the casino. But at one point you remembered a casino and he's like, yeah, well, I know the casino, the casino on that ice planet. Where we so get that's... That is how Lando knows my the mouth planet. Shut. And he's saying, yeah, it was lovely then, but I hear it's really gone to pot. Uh, but it does have a landing field. So once we get out of hyperspace, we'll see where you guys want to put down. Um, he looks at both of you. Nar said in her Jedi robes and you in like, you're wearing heavy uh, clothing. So you've got like some clothing. adventurous Not cut armor. clothing, but... None of neither of what you're wearing has any kind of environmental rating. Any Calrissian says both of you look like you're kind of underdressed, but you know you're Jedi, so maybe you know you just don't mind. Um, and then once Narset takes a seat, he sets about getting ready to revert from hyperspace so that you guys can talk and I can shut up for a minute. Zavix, as we power Narset down from uh, from hyperspace, calming down. So uh, Lando, do you have any? contacts I might want to get in touch with there? Like I said, it's been more than 20 years since I was there last, but the bar is the kind of, uh, the casino is the kind of organization, the kind of operation that doesn't seem like it changes hands. So I would start there. They were good people. Weird for hut space, but they certainly kept the swank of the core and the colonies going out there in the rim. He looks at both of you and he says, you should fit right in. Keep those hidden. And he indicates your lightsabers. But uh, other than that, you should have no trouble finding a room and getting help. If you ask around the club, it's full of old adventurers and stuff like that. Scoundrels. I don't know who would be there now, but yeah. Arce, you seem in like trouble. Gentlemen you out, of that, uh, out of the back there, did you see anything new? No, I just sensed that we were close to our destination. I wanted to check in as to where exactly... Where on the planet we were exactly landing or heading towards, if there was a particular reason why we were heading to this direction towards this casino for a reason. But so, finding out that it's purely because of Lando's um, familiarity. If, if, if yeah, there's coincidentally, the, he knew the place. If this, if this casino, I'm sure we could find a factory where or someone who might have a similar idea because the idea, because like the image of having this volcano on an ice planet, somebody has to know where this volcano is. So if we yeah, go to and... this highly populated casino, there is potential that somebody will know what it is. And if we make ourselves look like tourists, more of a chance that someone will ask where it is if we look like a tourist versus Jedi. I think that's a great place to start. So all of this is the information that and Lando confirmed. He's like, yeah, yeah, I was there 20 years ago at the casino in Fishtown. It was lovely. Um, the factory workers, you know, uh, like they're working for the huts and it sucks. But like they had a real nice vibe going at the casino. I stayed there for a while. There's a lot of gentleman adventurer types um, out there, uh, sort of core worlders and guys from the colonies who want to go and rough it while still not like having like a nice core world and colony place to come back to kind of thing. If you want to go hunt on Tatooine, but aren't going to stay on Tatooine, you can stay here and then travel to Tatooine kind of thing. Uh, so it reverts from hyperspace and the 
icy blue-white planet from your visions resolves itself uh, in the middle of the star field. Uh, maybe I can do a lore check myself, see if I can understand anything else what's going on. Yeah, I want you guys to make checks now because we're going to transition away from you into the other two characters. Yeah. At this point. I'm going to go so ahead and do a, a, a check real quick. Okay, excellent. Give me a hard lore check. You can take a blue boost die because Calrissian has given you guys extra info. You can just roll it afterwards. All right, so you did not succeed. Your vision is clouded. Yeah, the force mm. is not with you guys. Um, both Jedi... It's troubling to hear. Uh, ...would take rain, but they're going to have ample time to rest before they land, so... What about if I asked uh, Lando about ways that I can make money on this uh, uh, ice ball? Would he would he happen to know a few ways to to do that? Because it seems like I'm going to need to get gear and stuff for the rest of this trip. It's going to be a long like a long trip in there. I feel like I'm going to need to get settled says, in some. Well, that is that is one question. If I do happen and I do want that Jedi utility, when you mention when you mentioned making money, buy... he he smiles. And he looks at you slyly and he says, there are plenty of ways to make money on Iceball. Tell me, what are you best at? Sabak, Pazak, he names many other Star Wars. I was gonna say, uh, Sabak, not really like, much for games. Uh, gambling games, he goes, he goes, I have directed you to a casino. Is that what Michael dropped off with a headset? Uh, no, it was my brother-in-law, he gave it's me a- It's a growler. Of homebrewed um, ale. Hell yeah. Good times. Lando is telling us how to Lando make money. says if you want to make money, Amble. pay money hand over fist at the casino. Uh, he said otherwise, uh, most of the money on the planet is in the hands of the huts. Uh, they squeeze it out of the volcano with the workers, and then it goes into their coffers on Nalhutta. Uh, they've even managed to edge the mining guild out of their operation. Oh, man. They set up the factory, but the huts are completely running things That's and have been for a century and a half at this point. Um, he says the planet is in hut space after all. It's not like anyone has had jurisdiction other than themselves. Right. Uh, yeah, that sounds like hut space. It's pretty much self-policing because <laughs> no one's willing to spend the resources to move in and control it, so. Yeah. Um, all right, so down on planet Iceball, uh, as the camera focuses on the planet approaching through the view screen and then pushes in. Uh, we transition to a back alley in the docks of the worker city on the bay at the foot of the volcano. Zeef, a Gungan, is creeping on an alley between two warehouses. He has been on the trail of some new, strong, and dangerous substances that have recently been introduced into what has otherwise been a fairly well-controlled drug scene on Iceball. The huts don't mind if their workers juice themselves up during the day. They don't mind if they knock themselves out at night. They don't want anyone killing themselves. So there's, no, there's no profit in that. When a foreman at one of the warehouses wound up dead dead, people really took notice. Uh, Zeef shook down a dealer he already knew, who said it's not him, he's not stupid, he's not trying to end up legless in the bay. But he's heard that there are some new guys moving merch in the city. Zeef has followed one of them back to a warehouse down by the docks, and he is now creeping around the outside like a sneaky, sneaky Gungan. He left his friend and driver 
warum in their speeder idling around a corner a block away. Stomper had already been sent down the docks 15 minutes earlier and had said that he had located the spot. And that is the building that Zeef is now creeping around the outside of. All right. Um, I'm just investigating right now. Can I... Do I hear anything of note? I guess I want to in- inspect my surroundings, inspect the outside of this building for any right, signs excellent. of activity. So you're going to use a perception or a streetwise check. So give me skullduggery or perception. Misa going to use my skullduggery. Okay, so your skullduggery is three green dice. The difficulty is two purples plus a black because of the frigid hold uh, ever present on ice ball and another black die because you are in a dark alley. A failure with two advantages. You don't hear anything, but you see an open window in the side of the warehouse. I'm going to spend a maneuver to try and get myself up there so I can peek through if it's if it's not too high up on the building. There is a plentiful detritus in this alleyway, and you are very capable of making your way up to the window. Inside, you see that the warehouse appears full at the front, but you have an angle to the middle of the warehouse where you see a space has been cleared, and there are a couple of tables set up and equipment on the tables. There are a couple of quarren working, doing some sort of, you know, chemistry work at the table, um, and there are some other figures moving around the edges of the room, but you don't have a good view of them through the window. But it looks like you've found a drug lab. Yeah, Misa thinking something smells stinkoff, but uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. So there's a huge door at the front of this warehouse, and then there are some side entrances. If I was to go through this window and enter that way, what's on the other side of this, like, directly below me? Can I jump down safely and still be obscured from these people in the warehouse, or would they You're see me straight to... away? There are boxes in the way, but you would have to make a check to get through, like, quietly, you know, without gunganing it up, certainly. I want some coordination. Coordination? Okay, that's three greens. That's a challenge. Hey, I'm a gungan. That means I'm naturally coordinated as fuck. Right. Because when I think <laughs> when I think Ungan, I think coordination. Absolutely. It's only Jar Jar that's a fuck up, honestly. Playing with my maps. And Jar Jar's not even really a fuck up. I mean he's the he's the ultimate example of failing upward. He didn't even want it though. He's like a general? Don't you know me? Like Right. Even in the battle though, just I don't know. I think it's hilarious that he was gonna be Mieber Gascon <laughs> instead. And I was like, how would they have done that? What evidence do I have that this is a drug operation? Am I seeing drugs on that you table? You followed... Yeah, you see okay. that they've got a drug set up. You followed one of the dealers. Gotcha. Like, it's going on. Well, the guy he shook down, the first guy he questioned was his dealer. And was like, you guys are selling, like, your stim now? And he was like, no, we're not. But there are new guys. And your own, his own dealer did point him to the guys who he followed here. Yes. Because Zeef did start with drugs in his inventory. Here's the facts. We've got a co- we've got a foreman of this warehouse who has OD'd on raw, unprocessed spice, which is not it only illegal, it's warehouse. not obtainable. Well, not this warehouse, but he, the foreman of a warehouse was found dead 
OD'd on raw unprocessed spice, which is not only illegal, but it's not generally obtainable here, which is what really spurred the investigation on. Where is it yeah. coming from? All right, so you are at a window, which is in the wall about where you are. You were able to see through that gap in the crates to this stuff. You can see that there are other guys moving around in there, but you don't didn't get a good bead on them. There's a second floor that you can see up there. You don't have a good view of the entire interior of this place outside where you are. Gotcha. Right now. And, and you then said the, the door is, is on the your north. Car. No, no, the main door is on the south end of the building right next to uh, Stomper. It's like a big garage door, I think. And, and Stomper has entered the building. He's inside the building. Stomper is inside the building. Yes. Stomper is. That's the, that's the awesome the thing about having a gonk droid companion is that he blends in. No one ever notices him. Can go anywhere. Yep. He's like Marcus Brody. He'll blend in, disappear. <laughs> no one will ever see him again. Does anyone speak gonk? You guys are here now. I'm gonna use my little hero. wrist, uh, my little wrist comm link to send Stomper in through those north doors, and have him create some sort of a commotion, distracting people, leading them towards that northwest corner, so that I can slip in the east side door here. All right. So uh, Stomper makes his way to the back of the building, uh, along that far west wall, until he reaches the northwest corner, and he is going to attempt to knock over this stack of crates. You could do it, buddy. He's got a setback, because he only has one tiny manipulator arm to, like, fix to it. Um, and he needs to get one of the upper crates, obviously, because he would not be able to shift a lower one with that one little manipulator. He fails. He struggles against the crates. No. Uh, and lets out a pessimistic gong through the communicator, and then decides to... Stubby little body against it. <laughs> be more practical and starts gonking his way west along the north end of the and he's just gonna now as plan B unless you stop him he's gonna waddle just into view of all of them and distract them the uh, the practical way having failed to uh, move these boxes so he just gonks right out there uh, into view of everybody and has at least distracted them visually for a moment Fair play uh, to a wild gonk droid stomps across the open area uh, into a different pile of crates along the west wall. So now's the time to either, via coordination or stealth, uh, make your way. I am going to use uh, stealth because I have a yellow. Yes. Uh, yellow, excellent. green, green for stealth. Be, it will be an average difficulty check, which is two purples with two setbacks, one for the darkness and one for the cold. Uh, you do not succeed, but you have advantage, so you, uh, scramble up there and pull the window the rest of the way open for dropping down. Um, in that time, one of the guards has approached Stomper, uh, and is shooing him back towards the front. Uh, you can attempt again with a boost die from your advantages. Okay, um, yeah, I'll do it. I'll spend a boost. Alright, excellent. This time you succeed advantageously of now scrambling in through the window and behind these crates. Uh, to your left, uh, along the east wall, you see stairs up to the second floor offices at the north end of the building. Uh, in front of you, you see the open area in the middle of the building, where some quarons are working at two tables. Uh, now that you're closer, you can see that some pretty buff-looking aqualash are keeping an eye on the area. 
uh, one of which is shooing uh, Stomper through the crates and towards the front and now turning back around. But you have managed to get behind these crates and into the building. I'm going to use my uh, wrist communicator Successfully. to tell him to just continue being a distraction there while I make my way slowly towards those stairs. All right. Excellent. Stomper doesn't go out the door, and uh, Yakwash is forced to head towards the front and corral him out manually. Good boy, the Stomper. Front Good door boy. to the warehouse open as part of the necessity of him doing this. And you are able to make your way to the bottom of the stairs with no problem. You're going to need another stealth check to uh, get up to these offices. Alrighty, let's uh, let's do it. Uh, YGG. All right. Yep. Misa going to get to the bottom of this okie day. Alright, it is still an average difficulty check with a setback because it's still pretty cold in here. They don't have the heaters or anything on. Just Are the stairs lighting. Are the stairs lit? Or is this still a dark section of the warehouse? So the lights are only half on and the heaters aren't on. They're not trying to have it look like anybody's in here. It's low budget. It's like a swinging light bulb situation. Exactly. Got- yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Um, so there's a setback from the difficulty getting up the stairs, but a boost to your stealth as well from the fact that it's dark in here, but it's also dark for you to deal with. Right. Uh, uh, so triumphantly and successfully, you got a, a success, which is a triumph and three advantages on that roll. So, uh, you make your way up to the top of the stairs where there is a door. Uh, into the offices here, and you rolled a triumph. So you tell me, and I won't tell you, what that triumph means. I would want that triumph to be that as I as I approach the offices at the top of the stairs, I hear just the right snippet of conversation that I need to confirm my suspicions about these drugs. Okay, so you hear an Aqualesh voice saying, Yeah, absolutely, boss. Uh, no, it seems like the operation is working. None of the huts here are offering anything with the kick of what we've got. So I think as long as we keep below the radar, we'll be able to do good business. Of course, if they come down, they'll come down hard. That's all Misa needed to hear. All right. So you've got three advantages, which would allow you to make another maneuver if you want. You can get back down these stairs or through the door or, you know, along the catwalk from here. Um, and how many are all, th- there's three offices up there, right? Uh, there should be. There's at least two. Yeah. Okay, are they both they occupied, extend- or can I can I go into the unoccupied one? You can certainly slip into the next office. Cool. All right. Uh, this is a largely empty room, owing to the fact that this is a, like, clandestine operation. They have a couple of crates stuffed in a corner the desk is pushed against a wall pinning the chair there is a hookup for computer terminals but there's no system installed gotcha hmm at present um through the wall you can hear uh i was gonna say can i cut my hair to the wall and just like do that one there is a very deep but indistinct voice responding to him very shortly and curtly uh, and then the Aqualesh is in sort of an appeasing manner saying, Oh yeah, absolutely, boss. No, if, if you guys want to come check things out, I, I'm pretty sure we can get we can get things set up that if you guys, you know, come through in a week or two, everything should be fine then. You know, give us, give us some time to make sure that, you know, nobody's sniffing around. Certainly, but uh, I think everything will be set up just fine, you know? Uh, there's no need for you guys to come down here, though. Honestly, I think everything's working just great. Hmm. And uh, 
there's another response, and he goes, I mean, whatever, whatever you say, you know, you're, you're the boss, boss. We'll be, we'll be ready for you, certainly. You know, thanks, thanks for letting us know, though. Then, uh, you hear a creak of a chair of somebody sitting down heavily. Okay, it sounds like, uh, this is telling me that there's only one person in that room, and that he was speaking to a hologram transmission. I want to burst into the room and grab this dude before he has a chance to touch a comlink or anything. If you want to make another check to try to get the bums rush on this guy, you can, but it will be a initiative roll as you come in through the door. Gotcha. Okay. Because it's gonna be a fight. Cool. I'm going to I'm gonna let Warham know non-verbally, just like press a little button so he gets a little red flashing light on his dashboard just to let him know that it's I'm It's the flashing light that means action time. Action time, yeah. Just be ready. Be ready, partner. It's action time. And then I will use, what kind of check should I use to bust down that door? Because I'm trying to, like, fly, fling the door open and just tackle them yeah. like, straight so away. So if you are you are ambushing him, which means you get to use your cool or your vigilance, and you roll it against nothing to generate successes. To uh, I have a yellow in vigilance, order. so I'm going to go with that. You got three successes and three advantages, which is generating the initiative order, which is a good number. You'll probably go before this guy. The mobster is purples. Well, he's just a local guy who's rolling, running this, you know? So sure, sure. All right. And he got three advantages. So he'll go after you because three successes and three advantages beats three advantages by three successes. So you do go first. If you want to dive across the desk and like engage him, that's a brawl attack. Maybe That's exactly like what I want to do, and I have a I All have right. an athletics advantage um, for being a Gungan too, so I should be able to sail across that room. Three successes and one threat. You take a strain because you catch your knee on oh. the desk, but you hit him with a flying tackle. Are you using the sap glove as part of this tackle? Um, I, I have the sap gloves and uh, equipped. Yeah, I'm hold. I'm not. Right, you're, so I'm not really punching with them, but I'm grabbing him and like. Pinning him to the okay, ground. so you're grappling him. I'm just wondering if you're trying to do damage. Not really. I'm trying to. I'm trying. The, the end game here is I tackle him, flip him over, throw my nice binder cuffs on him, and then I sort of grab him by the shoulders. I'm like, we're gonna have a nice well, little talk, Okie Day. You have successfully tackled him and pinned him, and taken a strain while you were doing it. You've got him grabbed, but it is his turn. So okay. he is going to attempt to get out of your grapple. If he succeeds, he will not be grappled. And you'll have to grab him again. Uh, he fails, though. He fails triumphantly um, in that he does not get loose of you, but he kicks an alarm button built into the underside of his Shit. desk. Shit. Damn it. And says, Boys, get up here! Alright, well, time to go loud, I guess. I'm, okay, then I will, yeah. I will spend a destiny... To try and All give right, me the excellent. edge in this in this little athletics Good, check. He has a, he has he is brawlier than you by like he's got four brawn and three ranks of brawl to your three brawn and two ranks of brawl. So. <laughs> I have the power of Gungan slapstick, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so you do not succeed, but you get an advantage. So you don't get the puffs on him, but you got him still pinned, and the blue die for whatever happens next. His guys are not up the stairs yet. One of the guards is heading that way, and the other one is heading back in from having ousted Stomper. Uh, but while the door is closing, Stomper is going to re-enter the building because oh, he is actually, royal. Uh, oh, before you do that, can I have a... Yeah, you want to roll some initiative worm. and get in? Worm has been uh, like a block back 
with the uh, speeder, right? Yes. And um, I got the uh, indication that uh, to be on the alert. Would I have heard um, like any any of this alarm that was sounded from where I am? No, this was just like him with a speaker down to his guides. Okay, that's. I was just wondering, like, if I if I think of my character heard the alarm, you would have like hopped in the speeder and like headed towards it. But it's like a foot activated one, so I assume it's like a silent alarm sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. That's all I had. But you have been notified by me that that stuff's going down. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm like. Just waiting in the speeder, like ready. But until I hear from you, I don't think he's actually gonna. You know, he if gotcha. he if he just thinks that everything is still going to plan until you contact me. Otherwise, he's just hanging out there. With the speeder. Okay. So yeah, the guards are making their way, but they're not there yet, deep. So you've got another chance. This guy's gonna try to get free of you. Uh, Warham, what are the odds we can try and pull off like a reverse barn swallow? We're like, if we can get those front doors back open, you could drive into the warehouse, and I can, like, throw this guy over the railing into the speeder and, like, jump in after him, and we can, like, drive back out the way you came. So so what I was actually thinking was if... He uh, fails to get uh, away from you. Okay. Uh, when I, what I was actually thinking was if I had heard the alarm, I would swing around to the front to grab the gonk droid, and then maybe, like, uh, pull around in back of the warehouse, and you could, like, roll him out the window. Oh, I like, like that idea, too. There's the the stairs yeah. and their backup are between me and those windows though. I don't unless there's upper upper floor windows from the there offices. There are windows. Yeah, there are upper floor windows from. That's the what office. I was thinking. Yeah, oh, probably perfect. upper yeah. floor windows from the office, or we could spend a destiny to create a window. Put one there. Basically. Yeah. But yeah, as long as you could like like keep them out of the office, yeah, and subdue the guy, we could. I could just be waiting. Warren, you go ahead and time. give me an initiative roll anyway, though. Okay, two and two. All right. You guys go before any of them. Hey, Warham, come in. This is Zeef. We're uh, gonna be coming out hot here in a minute. I'm away. Cool. All right. Let me so spend a maneuver, another... try and get those cuffs on him. Cool. All right. Your action. One last time. This guy's pretty beaten up. It's going to be significantly easier than it's been previously. Successfully, but with threat. You take another two strain. You slap the cuffs on this guy just as you hear his guards coming up the stairs outside. A Warham, I assume that you're piloting? Yeah, so I'm in the speeder. Your way over? Right. All right, so yeah, yeah so this round, you are up here. You're heading to, if you're heading towards the front or the back, you will appear with uh, the speeder on map, have spawned at the front of the warehouse. Okay, and I see a Stomper, like, just waddling around. Uh, yeah, he's trying to front. make his way back in inside. Yep. Uh, so I uh, just kind of lean over and haul him into the back seat of the speeder. Nice. Um, I don't know. Do I have to check, make a check for that, or is that? Uh, he is. I mean, he a... wouldn't be resisting or anything. I assume. No, he's. If you're he's helping a, him, he's a big droid. Up. So I mean. Yeah, I don't know. with your help, he can scramble okay. onto the thing. He couldn't make it up on there without somebody trying to help him. Alright, and then, yeah. um, so then I'm just gonna come over to Zeef. Hey Zeef, I got Stomper, where you at? Uh, I'm on the east side of the building, upstairs in the offices. Um, park, like, try and park, hover under the middle window. Gotcha. Alright, and then with right. uh, my second maneuver, Worm's gonna pilot around to the back of the cool. building. Be waiting right there. Perfect. All I've right. got this guy in cuffs. You don't care enough about this vehicle to have to make a check to drive through an alley in it. 
the guards are going to go before we get back oh, to yep, the yep. top of the round. That's and right. He is using his maneuver to come in through the already open door. It is an aqua rush. He has a blaster pistol in his hand, and he is going to make an unaimed shot at you, Uh-oh. Zeef, because he comes in and he sees shot. you standing behind the boss's desk after the boss called for help. Thug shoots at Zeef. Come on, come on. And he hits three successes. Oh, no. Wait, Zeef shot or he takes shot a wound. He was shot at. He was shot at. Oh, shit. But it, but it wasn't a hit? It was, was a hit. Oh, it was, it was a hit. Three yeah, that's successes. what I thought. It was three successes. The guy takes a point of strain from the threat, but you were hit for nine damage. Oof. His six damage blaster pistol with three extra successes sear into you for nine points of damage. Your armor soaks five of them, and you take four wounds towards your threshold of 15. Okay, so I'm a four. From the blaster shot, uh, the Aqualesh is standing in the doorway. He does not have a second maneuver that he can use for anything. Uh, behind him, you can hear the second Aqualesh at the bottom of the stairs. I'm not going to waste a maneuver getting my blaster out to return fire, so I'm just going to grab the cuffed dude and try and throw us both out that window, breaking the window awesome. as we go through it, landing sure. in the speeder down below. That is going to be a hard athletics check with a setback from the darkness and the fact that the window is shut and you didn't go over and like so it is hard and there is a setback. You have two yellows and a green. Out the winder. Warham, are you gonna use a maneuver to like actively try to catch them with the speeder? <laughs> For a boost? Sure, yeah, I'll give him a boost. All right, cool. That's one of the maneuvers on your I got, I got my head slot. cocked up to the window, and I'm looking out to see. Uh, An advantageous failure. You break the window, break the and window. the yeah. guy goes out. And you don't follow him as you get hung up on the window. You manage to put him through and out the window. So am I dangling now? Is that what you are? You are half out this window. So I, I think, and he's like, in the snow fell at the out. back of the place. Yeah, he <laughs> fell out the window, but you're like still inside. In where did he land? Did he land in the speeder? Next to the speeder, but in the soft snow, so he's not dead. No, he takes some damage. Certainly. Okay, okay, he's not dead. He's he's incapacitated. <laughs> well, sure, and he's yeah, he cuffed too, so he the couldn't physics, like break his fall at all. Phys, no, the, all damage in this the physics system engine is in this F. game is merciless. Yeah, yeah. The physics engine is merciless unless you manage to Luke what Skywalker you? your way into like a magic hole. You you yeah. die from even like a medium distance fall. Good to know. Oh, Good to yeah. know. Okay. Done. It's like yeah, fucking just, Conan it's like, exiles. It's Keep like that in mind. Yeah. Wounds and in Twenty wounds, twenty or something. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say right, it's. But, 10 for a short, then 30 for a medium. Jesus. And, yeah, and then you can like, make checks to, like, reduce it. It's like a plus it. 50 crit for... They really don't want people to try and jump unless they're a Jedi, huh? Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, we have jetpacks and magic. I'll just so take the high ground constantly. We're diving down on people, chopping them in half the entire time. You're hanging halfway out oh, of the Oh, Lord. Room from the second floor office, 
of a warehouse down by the docks. Are my arms city. are my arms Sorry. dangling or are my legs dangling? Which way through the window am I? Your arms are dangling. Okay. You need your... a man. So the worst way. The, the worst way. My my ass is exposed to an oculus with a blaster right now. Your butt is still in the window or in the room. Yeah, and your arms are out because you just threw the guy out. Well, this is a yeah. fucking success, isn't it? <laughs> right. But you get to go before the mobster. Okay, you get cool. get to go before no, the mobster. No, that was, well, I, oh. I go before the mobster. Oh, he just okay. went. That's true. Um, I, I went, which is why I'm hanging Dan, through this window was, right now. I was trying to be nice but because Dan has Thanks, partner. Thank you. style. Right, I was trying to Paul Sheldon this thing and be like, no, 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 Misery wasn't dead. Misery was almost dead, and then the doctor came in, and Paul's like, no, no, you dirty, or Paul, <laughs> I even called up, oh, Dan goes, no, you dirty birdie, they were fucked. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna try and pull him down. Oh, okay. so was, oh so. you're gonna jump up out of the seat and just grab his arms? And can he, yeah, can he reach me? I'm like two stories up. Uh, well, just one story, I think, right? Well, and he's technically, yes, technically, yes. On the hood and I'm going to be standing on the speeder, yeah, yeah, so, to try and yeah, put Yeah, so go so. ahead and give me an athletics check. Oh, oh my god, right. it's like it's like some Harry Potter bullshit. You're trying to save me for my... an average <laughs> difficulty with one setback because you're standing on a bobbing speeder. Okay. It's completely fast and furious. Hey, Warren, Misa kind of stuck here. Could, uh, could use some help. This is bad bombing. Athletics. Yeah. You're bad at these physical sorts of things. I, I mean, I'm two, I'm two, which is I mean, is then again, Zeef is good at them, and that's not been working out in his favor. <laughs> but you were trying to do difficult stuff. The difficulty yeah. of cuffing and punching that guy was hard. I was punching like above my first, weight there, so I'm not surprised that I'm hanging out a window right now. The campaign is take on, like, a sub-boss as a solo. Yeah, you know? Like, Zeef doesn't fuck around. He's, uh, he's on the case. No, I get it. You guys had a heroic start too, so like I don't feel bad that there are rivals. And um, I'm gonna spend a destiny also to cool. try and absolutely uh, upgrade one of these. Give yourself uh, a, so you said a purple, purple setback. Purple, purple setback. Yes, sir. Alright, can like I get like a boost from like him like reaching towards me or something? Um, I'm flopping like a fish right now to try and try and wiggle through. For the. Uh, he already used both maneuvers for the round, so he cannot provide an assist. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, get all gamey about it. No, no, it's fine. Alright. The window pane's starting to dig into my stomach, you guys. This kind of hurts. Failure. Uh, one advantage, advantage, and yeah, you'll have, you can hand him a boost to scramble out of yes, there. Yes, yes. Take this uh, boost, please. The yeah. Aqualash yeah, I will give him a boost. runs over and grabs you. Please be gentle. He's gonna try to haul you back in. So, um. No! Uh, Warham, I'm gonna say that you're now in a tug of. a tug of Zeus with this Aqualash. Um, so, his brawn is three. It's funny. It's He's in Aqualash and his face looks like a butt, and my butt is in his face right now. Ah! Just wanted to point out that damn. cinematic parallel. It's, it's like totally. Be careful they don't, like, saw you in half. On that, oh, right, on like the... The broken glass of the window pane, yeah. <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, so, your athletics is too purple. I am wearing heavy, like a pretty thick environmental garb, so they do have some protection from the glass, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got armor, so... Uh, he fails with a threat to get Zeke 
out of your grip. I so finally I'm going to say that uh, at which Kick point you let go. Exactly. You let go recoiling and you uh, end up on top of Warum in the pilot seat of yes. your speeder. Another happy landing. Um, Do you still have to get this guy out of the snow, though? Yes, yes. Um, Alright, well, we're back at the top because the guards went and failed. So you guys get to act before they can. I'm going to take a... Ran up. Uh, I guess you go first, okay. Thief, to okay. try and get this guy in here, and then I will get back. And then if yeah. you do... Then he I'm can use his round to do that, and it doesn't take a check to haul this guy up onto the back of the speeder. Can I use... of where Stomper is. A second maneuver to... Uh... Engage a stim pack to try and recover some of that health from the blaster shot. Absolutely, cool. yes. You stim yourself, and it heals you for five wounds. There we go. It is your first. The way stim packs work is that uh, they work in a decreasing amount of effectiveness across the day. Build your first stim pack of the day sense. heals you for five, then four, three, two, one, 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 one. I actually took uh, medic as a second uh, spec, so I actually have the first uh, first rank of that. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So he's already got plus one to stimming. Sweet. You can get my yeah. next one. Yeah. So that's yeah, I mean, five. God knows we're gonna need it. That. <laughs> that was all of the wounds you took. Yeah. That was all everything you had. So that did cool. heal you for yeah. But I, everything I you had. Your back down to zero wounds. And uh, Warum, everyone is in. Then I am going to drive us back. Uh, I'm assuming that we're gonna take kind of like a circuitous route to throw off any. Uh, <laughs> you guys pursuit. are in the docks, which are at the south end of the city along the bay. Uh, you are at the western end of the docks, closest to the uh, gas works, at, and then eventually Fishtown. Sort of okay. the edge gonna... of the docks and the city. You have city. followed this case all the way out of Fishtown into the edge of the city, which is quite bold of these criminals to be operating right at the edge of this cartel-controlled city instead of Fishtown itself. And that is because as you make your way out of the docks and towards the lone highway that leads from the city to the gas works and eventually Fishtown. An AA-5 heavy speeder truck careens around a corner. Uh, there are a couple of aquahats behind the wheel and in the passenger. Uh, one of them is shaking what looks like an iron speeder at you. Not the most effective weapon to use in vehicle-to-vehicle combat. But the truck is taking off right after you, and all of this is so that you are chased from the docks along the highway in your speeder, exactly matching the vision of Narset Jin. And the camera, in fact, leaves you guys as you escape the docks with this truck behind you. And we return our point of view to the Lady Luck, which is now descended to the planet and is making its way across the bend where Lando is talking to you, Master's Jedi, about your options to land. He says there's a landing platform, a big one up there on the ridge, that transports come in to take off uh, the Clauson 36 that they process up at the factory. There are some small landing platforms up at the factory for shuttles and such, but a pilot like Lando Calrissian can squeeze his ship into any sort of space and can drop you off basically anywhere. Fishtown has a landing platform at the casino, which was what he recommended. And there's landing at the gas works and probably places to land. He can basically drop you off anywhere on that you wanted. Um, as you approach across the bay, however, uh, Narset, your gaze is drawn out the window towards a tiny light in the distance, a pair of lights racing along a darkened highway 
from the city out towards Fishtown. Okay. Uh, Calrissian notices your attention and toggles a command on Lady Luck's dashboard and the view screen zooms in on the quadrant that you're looking at, providing you a much closer observation of uh, the lights, which is a blue speeder being followed by a truck racing along the highway. It's lost. Like trouble. And then the camera catches up again, and you see the Ithorian and the Gungan from your vision in this speeder chase, racing towards Fishtown, having just made their way through the roads around the gasworks. Uh, the truck that was chasing them stays behind at the gasworks. So we after can't, it slams see, into, we can't see what's chasing them yet. Uh, <laughs> there was a truck. It was chasing them, but they lost it at the gasworks, and now they're running towards Fishtown. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, you've described your dream enough times to others that uh, the fact that I just told you that these are the figures from your dream, uh, Zavix would be aware of that as well. And you can see them like a live view of them as alive as a live view of them as alive, you know, and as real as if they were twenty meters in front of the ship, you know, through the magnified viewport in their yeah, speeder. It appears, it appears time is on our side. We were meant to get here at this moment. They're heading towards Fishtown, and the landing field uh, at the Expat Club is the only sizable landing in Fishtown. But Calrissian could drop you guys off at the docks. The drop-off would be easiest wherever's closest to the speeder. Well, they'll be coming in from the edge of town, and neither of sort of the places he could leave you guys or, you know, right there. The speeder there. would be freaked the fuck out if all of a sudden just some random shit drops. Just drops right. on them and then like a small yacht, luxury yacht, the sky. just yeah. drops out of the sky on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would assume that that's reinforcements coming to finish us off. Exactly, yeah. which is not the which is not the impression. Best introduction. Calrissian can drop you guys uh, either at the expat club or the docks or just like the edge of town. He can't really put it down like on Main Street. Obviously. I mean, maybe if you asked real nicely, but yeah, I, was, I don't know. Like wherever, certainly could most easiest. I'm still, not gonna I'm still more so surprised. Have they I'm noticed more us? So surprised that Zavix even agreed to follow me on this mission. Like we don't even know what exactly these visions are even pointing us towards, and yet we're just kind of out here going, just following it. Just going for it. Yeah. Yeah, man. The force wills it. It's true. But still, yeah, no, respect for coming out on this mission just because Master Zavix. But yeah, no, you see exactly what I see. We need to get out there and try to see, like, what's going on with that speeder. Where do they seem to be headed right now? They are headed towards Fishtown. Let's, I say we go to Fishtown. If that's where the force is leading us, why not check it out? So yeah, to Fishtown, and then we'll do a quick drop-off, see if we can see where that speeder went off to and find its drivers. Yeah, so he can either leave you at the landing field of the of like the casino or down at the docks, and it is up to you guys. I guess docks. Let's do the docks coming up to the bar. That would make the most sense for that uh, the for a yacht to be uh, parked at. All right, cool. So Lando slightly changes course and brings you guys into Fishtown. It is a small settlement of about two thousand. At the northwest end of town, there is a compound with a round wall built around it with a large glittering domed building reflecting the last of the uh, setting sun uh, in gold 
around it there are some townhomes probably and looks brilliant on the white the snow the town disassembles down towards the shore where there are warehouses and docks a part of the town down by the docks is instead of being built from the sort of you know off-world materials that are brought into outer rim worlds are instead of a more natural construction uh about half of the shoreline building you are dropped at the docks with the like standard construction warehouses right near a bar uh the lady of luck descends smoothly on repulsor coil which caused the skimmers that are parked out on the ice to rock gently uh the bay is completely frozen over uh at this time of year except for where the waste from the gas work is gushing out into the bay uh which is easily keeping that area melted and also nice and there is an area of liquid water just around the docks southern docks of fishtown the crabtown docks still have water around them but not the fishtown docks to the right where you're dropped off calrissian uh once more asks if you don't want something heavier to wear before you disembark are you offering he says i have an extensive wardrobe here on lady luck i'm sure i can find something more than appropriate for the both of you yeah. certainly more appropriate than what you're already wearing guaranteed it's going to be 10 times more stylish though i would be much appreciated all right yeah so you're both going to get adverse environment gear instead uh it is nicely tailored it's not just some rough jacket with a hood like a Corellian swindler and they they got to be no, some flamboyant is, colors too cuz these are landers this is a nice this is a nice fur lined <laughs> coat um some young in a line in a yeah. deep blue that offsets the light blue and silver of the clothes you're already wearing Zavix and for Narset it is a huge white fur coat with an enormous collar. It's like the one Sean Young is wearing at the end of Blade Runner. Right, it's totally, totally. Really, really big. Which is almost coat. identical to the coat that Ahsoka wears when she goes with uh, Lux to Mandalore. Was, that that he just buries yeah. you under. It's a reference. Yeah. It's a reference to Sean Young's coat, I'm pretty sure. Well, there well, there we go. We're making the same references. Hey, Dave Filoni, I see you. <laughs> I see you, Filoni. What I'm seeing, right? Yeah. All right, so you're in a Sean Young coat. He has like a really nice with um it's got epaulets. <laughs> Can you set uh, a picture of it? Uh no because I'm just making it up but I'll doodle something. I'll send you a picture of Sean Young Sean Young's uh jacket from Blade Yeah. But it, this is like a military cut yeah. coat of like a winter style with uh in a deep blue with uh golden things on the shoulders whatever they're called. My god, epaulets. I forgot how amazingly hideous this coat is. Hang on. I'm oh my gosh. It. I'm putting in a general <laughs> chat for you. Yes. For you. Yes. Yeah, man. Going all out. So those are uh, adverse environment gear. I don't know what the soak is, but it's minus one setback from cold. Um, if you're wearing it, I think they have one soak, maybe. Um, and when you're wearing handle, gear over other gear, very well. Yeah. Well, you don't have to take the coat he's offering you. You know, but oh, I'll definitely take it. Like. You've got like this waif of a 20-year-old who's already pale. Are we going into the casino? Oh, we might be going into the casino. So yeah, no, we definitely need At this time in the timeline oh, well. also, you could potentially sell it as an authentic Calrissian cloak and get some credits too. Hold on to this I feel stuff, man. like we man. shouldn't do that immediately after. Yeah, this is good. Like <laughs> not immediately, though. <laughs> no. nice. Thanks. Hey, could you sign this real quick before I before I leave? 
eBay. No, <laughs> just, just for reasons. Let me eBay your clothes. I'll take it. Why not? It's a Calrissian, or you know. All right, so you're classic. putting on the coats. All right, excellent. Uh, you are dropped off on the dock, which is floating just above the ice on its own repulsor system. It is late dusk, almost nighttime here on the ice ball. Uh, you can hear already the noise of things getting started in the bar closest to the docks. Uh, just across is a larger building uh, that appears still open. It is from the inside through the large windows. Uh, you can see that there are numerous stalls set up inside uh, the large market building just across from the bar uh, without even having to go in. To be continued.